Hello, my name is Caleb Yarbrough, and this is the second edition of the Arkansas Baptist News Update. And uh, I'm joined with Tim Yarbrough. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, the editor and executive director of the Arkansas Baptist News. And uh, this is just a this is a new podcast that we're doing uh, where we kind of just highlight some of the different uh, stories and things that have been in the news cycle and, and comment on those a little bit, help you uh, know what's going on in the world a little bit more. Um, the first thing we'd like to touch on is the Arkansas Baptist State Convention uh, held its annual meeting last week, and it was at uh, Geyer Springs First Baptist Church in Little Rock. Um, what, how, how did you think that, that meeting went? I think it went great. You know, it's always good to see folks that you haven't seen in a while, uh, to observe Baptists coming together for you know, worship, praise, to do business. Uh, the attendance was a little down this year, though, I think. Yeah, it was. It felt like there were less folks there. And then when we looked at the numbers, as the numbers came in, it was about 90, 100 folks less than had, than had come Messengers. last year. Yeah, messengers. messengers. Yeah, not well, the last yeah. time they met at uh, Geyer Springs First Baptist Church in 2005. There were 939 messengers there. This year, there were 465. Uh, comparing to more recent years, last year at Central Baptist in Jonesboro, there were 556. The year before that, in at First Baptist Church of Russellville, 549. So, this is the first time that the number of messengers has dipped below 500, which uh, I, I would think is a little bit concerning. That is concerning. Um, one thing that was different this year, and I, I don't really think it was advertised, and I think it was something that uh, a lot of people maybe didn't know was going on until the meeting, but uh, the meeting was live streamed for the first time that I know of. It's something that I thought would... It was That's really that, good. Yeah, that, that should have happened for a while. I don't really think it had any effect on attendance. No, I don't think anybody no. was sitting at home thinking, no, man, yeah. I don't I don't have to travel yeah, to the meeting this yeah. year because I can just watch it on live stream. And, and, you know, when we say that there's 465, that's not total attendance. That's the messengers. Sure, that sure. That was the just the, the, the registered messengers. There were 199 so. churches represented. So, uh, you know, they had a one a messenger or more. Sure. Yeah, and so, you know, as per usual, it's always a good meeting. And, and one of the things to, to think about, it, it seems like in Baptist life, um, the, t- the years where there's just a ton of people that come out are yeah. years where there's controversial stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't really there wasn't anything controversial discussed this yeah. year. I mean, that, that mirrors the national convention. You sure, know, yeah, um, same same kind of deal. There's something hot going on. There'll be a lot of folks there. If there's not, there won't be. So. Exactly. So this, uh, you know, for, for good and for bad, I guess it was, it was a pretty normal run-of-the-mill year, but it was a great time of fellowship for yeah. folks to come together and kind of see yeah. people um, there's there's always people uh, I know for us at the Arkansas Baptist News and I know for pastors and ministers and folks around the state uh, it's always a great time to see people that you only yeah. maybe see yeah. at big events yeah, there's like a lot that. of conversations that uh, that happen in the hallways yeah there's always a lot of that there's always a lot of uh, kind of fellowship it's just a good time to see people and of course coming together as Baptists we're gonna have resolutions that's right, and uh, this year there were actually seven resolutions that Arkansas Baptist approved, Arkansas Baptist Messengers uh, approved, and uh, I'll just run through those. Um, if you want to comment on any of those, sure. feel free. Uh, the first was a resolution of appreciation, um, and that was mostly a resolution just kind of thanking uh, Geyer Springs and, and all the different various folks that were involved. Yeah, with they did the, a great job hosting the meeting. Yeah, as, as usual, and uh, and and the second um was a was a resolution on gender, marriage, uh, sexuality, and personal identity. Mm-hmm. Number three. Goodness knows we need clarity on that today. For sure, yeah, and it's you know it's something that's been in the news a lot lately. Um, 
Number three was on the support of Pope County in its continued fight against casino gambling. Oh, my goodness. To see all that outside money coming in to the state of Arkansas, I know the voters in Pope County have, have voted that down once. Um, and to see now that uh, there's an ongoing fight there, that, that's going to be interesting to see how that turns out. It is. The, the president who was uh, president during this annual meeting is Greg Sykes, yeah. uh, pastor of uh, First Baptist uh, Russellville, and he's, you know, him and his church have been right there uh, in the middle yeah. of all that. I think Jim Knight is one of the leaders of that local organization, and he's a member of First Baptist. Yes, too. that's correct. Um, number four was on a, a resolution on opposing the legalization of recreational marijuana. As most of us know, in the state uh, of Arkansas, uh, medical marijuana was approved in recent years, and uh, as Larry Page, uh, the uh, executive director of the Arkansas Faith and Ethics Council, who he's been um, one of the people uh, on the resolutions committee and different things in recent years, he's spoken to the fact that usually when we have medical marijuana approved in a state, yeah. that leads to recreational yeah. being on the dock. Yeah, right so, on its heels, and that's happening here in Arkansas. So that could be there's something. There's actually uh, a possibility that it'll be on the ballot this fall. Yes, and uh, he, next fall, I guess. So that's something that that uh, a resolution was passed uh, opposing that. Um, number five on pornography as a public health crisis, um, recognition of that. Um, number six was on sexual abuse, mm -hmm. something that's just been um, something of conversation within the Southern Baptist Convention, but within just culture in general in recent years, um, recent months. Um, number seven. Uh, well the f uh, the last one was on scriptural integrity and political engagement, something that yeah. all of us need to be oh, yeah. thoughtful of as, yeah. as election year comes up. Um, and kind of transitioning from one of those resolutions, the second one on gender, marriage, sexuality, and personal identity, a story came across Baptist Press very um, concerning this week. Concerning. Yes, it's very concerning to do with uh, a story out of Dallas where a, uh, a couple that were um, uh, separated, separated, I, I believe, yeah. It was uh, there's kind of a fight going on between the couple um, with what to do with their son, who the mother in in the couple uh, was was trying to push for her seven year old son, seven years old, to uh, start the process of quote transitioning yeah. from one gender to another, from a son to a or from a, a boy to a girl, um, which is just you know in my it's opinion insane. it's insanity, it's insane, it's insanity. Yeah. and that's and that's pretty much what um, uh, well just to clarify the. The uh, the judge who the case went in front of actually ruled um, to clarify that uh, even though there's a uh, there's some litigation going on between the the mother and father yeah. uh, when it comes to custody and such that no such procedure would be performed on the seven year old yeah. boy at this time in yeah. the controversial case. Um, Russell Moore, president of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission uh, of the of the SBC. Uh, commented and he said, quote, while we don't yet know all the specifics in the case and the broader custody battle between this mother and father, any sensible person ought to see that a seven-year-old should not be subjected to trauma of hormonal puberty blockers. And it just, it it's, goes on, yeah, but yeah. It, I mean, it's amazing that that's even a conversation. It's, it's even in the court of law. It's amazing that's even something we're talking about. Uh, you know, I, I often think, I mean, for myself, I'm 29, I'm not young and not old, I guess, but um, when I was a kid, you know, you didn't, some of the things you, you didn't know about yeah. as a kid, but you, I just would never even imagine no. when I was even in college no. a few and, years ago. Certainly or, at age seven. Or, but, but even. That is the, not even within the realm of possibility of them making that kind of decision. Well, and even just looking past the actual case here, looking back five, ten years ago, no. I don't think any of us would see that no. it would have gotten to this no. point. Um, 
And then moving on from there, uh, there was actually a, a story that came across Baptist Press today. It was an announcement today, wasn't it? An announcement that came across Baptist Press uh, announcing the retirement of two um, Baptists uh, who, have, who have served as vice presidents um, for the Southern Committee. Baptist Executive Committee, which um, yeah. m- many of us know, many of us don't. The yeah. Executive I'm, Committee basically functions as the Southern Baptist Convention any day other than the two days yeah, that the yeah. convention actually That's exists. Yeah. You year. know, I know these men. I've known these men for a number of years. Uh, one was Ken Weathersby, who served as vice president for convention advancement. And uh, as, you know, I thought it was pretty cool because Ken, who I, I think he worked in evangelism when he was at the North American Mission Board, where I once served, and he was the first African-American to hold uh, an executive committee vice president office and i think that's really cool he came in 2013 and and uh, so it looks like he's moving on uh, into retirement and also sing odom who served as vice president for convention relations which you know those of us in the news business uh news service uh have known sing as uh, the leader of baptist press uh and not only Singh, but also Sean um, Hendricks, I believe, has left as well. So quite a bit of restructuring going on there at uh, Baptist Press. And I know they hired a new vice president for Yeah, Jonathan Howe uh, yeah. was, was hired recently as vice president for communications uh, at, the, at the executive committee. And uh, t- taking over those communications duties from Singh, who Singh uh, was hired in 2007, but in yeah. 2010, uh, his role was, ex- as uh, quoting Baptist Press here, but... His role has expanded to include communications, um, of which he gave administrative oversight until September of this yeah. year. Of interest to Arkansas Baptists is that Singh once served in Arkansas. Mm. Uh, he was one of our pastors here in Arkansas for a time. So I think he came out of the pastorate. Um, he was at... In uh, 2007, when he was hired, he came yeah, from... At, UT, uh, at, uh, at Martin, Martin, yeah. Tennessee, yes. where UT yep. Martin is located. Yeah. Yep. And uh, lastly, we just kind of have like a, a fun story here that, uh, you know, fun, you this fun, fun, sad. <laughs> I guess it depends on how you look at it. Uh, funny, maybe. Yeah, funny. Um, it was uh, it was on from the New York Times and it was kind of a mixture of a, of a multimedia. So you read with, the New York Times? Uh, I try not to, <laughs> but it was kind of a mixture of a, a story and a video, more of a video than a story. But um the titled how Europeans see America. And basically they, they did a video where they, mm. they went over some issues that uh, Europeans commented on how they perceived their yeah. countries dealing with things versus how we deal with things here or how yeah, our they government love functions America and, and think we're just the greatest in the world. Right. Not so much. I think they, the, the, the takeaway I had from, from the video and the, and the story was that, Basically, they disagree with how we do most things, but they really? still think that we're great. Oh, okay. Maybe they wouldn't say that, but <laughs> how the video went was, and here's a quote from the story that basically kind of sums up what the video was about. Quote, their reactions, talking about the Europeans um, who, were, who were in the video, uh, their reactions ref- reflect how European governments prioritize citizen welfare, offering national assurances like universal health care and affordable education. Americans have grown accustomed to exorbitant costs of basic human services, the absence of parental leave protection, and, un- and the unregulated presence of chemicals and food, things that would cause riots. They, would, really? they say, quote, would cause riots in Europe. Okay. Um, 
so that's that's kind of that gives you an idea of where the stories the the perspective the stories yeah. coming from. The New York Times is basically making the argument and having the folks that they interview make yeah. this argument for them that uh, that America's behind the curve when it comes to a lot of these so things. So where were these Europeans from? Did it say various countries? countries uh, I think one mentioned he was from Bulgaria. I think one was from oh, Germany. Large one country. was from Belgium. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So I mean, my takeaway. Um, <laughs> My takeaway was kind of that some of the things that they mentioned were, uh, were welfare programs or were uh, healthcare education, yeah. and you know there's a big difference. But and and it's and even the New York Times does mention this in kind of a subtext of the article. The last thing yeah. in the in the article says, uh, "quote It's true that the United States grapples with larger and more diverse population than any European country." Um, end quote. So they mention that. Yeah. But that kind of flies in the face of most of what they said in yeah. the video and in the story because it's in my assumption a country uh you know say sweden denmark some of these countries that you hear about a lot when we talk about all these programs you know their their population numbers in the in the maybe the the low tens of millions eight yeah. million yeah. 10 million we're, 20 yeah, million like folks million or when you look at yeah. a country that's 300 350 million people it's a little that's so huge mm -hmm. There's a little bit different uh, well, we situation. We obviously need improvement in our healthcare system. However, one little segment that I I saw was talking about how they had you know free healthcare and didn't have to yeah. worry about paying for yeah, that. Yeah. Well, someone pays for that. Yeah, there was a in the so. video there was a, a woman who was quoted saying that her father had diabetes and in, in Belgium that they get great healthcare there and they don't yeah. ha and they don't have to pay a cent for it. Well. Uh, as you said, somebody's paying for oh, it. Yeah. The money's yeah. coming from somewhere. Um, the biggest takeaway I had from the video from one section, uh, it, it was about guns, um, and the folks were commenting on their perspective on guns, and the subtext that led into the segment yeah. um, was pastimes. Pastimes. So the New York Times was, okay. was saying that guns are a pastime for Americans, and then they had the Europeans comment on The general uh, consensus was from the European folks that were, were uh, speaking to it, it kind of seemed like why would you why would you have illegal guns? What a silly thing to do. Um, whereas I would say most Americans <laughs> don't consider guns a pastime. And if you understand the Second Amendment, uh, it's much more about protecting yourselves against tyranny oh, or yeah. against the government yeah. than it is about having yeah, the ability to sport, shoot, or hunt. Even yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say that the New York Times, uh, if that's their perspective, then they don't know history yeah. very well. Yeah. So, kind of sad I, for the paper of record yeah. for our country. But I probably shouldn't say this, but guess if they ever uh, any of those countries ever get under tyranny again we'll probably be the ones to come over there and help them get out of it so yeah so it, it's just a funny kind of perspective coming yeah. from the new york times and and again uh one of the reasons i thought this story was was uh, especially interesting was uh because of something i saw recently um with the uh, new york times editor who mentioned that um everyone should read their paper because they're they they can trust the New York Times yeah. because their biases and stuff just aren't there. Um, and and I would say that their biases, in my assumption, <laughs> have shifted to the point where they would maybe say that their biases exist, but they're just in line with what most Americans yeah. kind of understand. But I would say it's our our country shifted so far on some of these things that uh, that it's it's just interesting. Maybe they are aligning with some yeah. people in our country, but. Um, their biases are there to be seen if you look for them. So, well, I don't. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt that there's bias at the New York Times and yeah, the Washington Post. I think it's kind of a joke and, to say and, that there's not and, any yeah. newspaper will say that that they're biased. Yeah, I mean, but everyone has their own built-in biases. Even as journalists, we know we have biases. 
Yeah. However, there used to be a time when uh, there was a a goal to try to be as objective as possible in reporting of information. Now, with information seems to be being withheld or not reported accurately, and that's a pretty common thing today, sure. unfortunately. Well, and there is a bit of a difference between, uh, you know, if you think about a newspaper like the Arkansas Baptist News, a news agency like us, um, we're very clear that we're advocates of a cause. Yes, we, so we report we based have on our own Christian worldview. Sure, and we yeah. have our own biases within that as well. I mean, everybody does. But but we put it out there. We're we're oh, reporting yeah. on Arkansas yeah. Baptists and what's going on, what yeah. God's doing in the state. Well, we're not when you think the mainstream of, media, and that's what I was going to say. Yeah. But when you think about somebody like the New York Times, traditionally, they've always everybody's had biases, but they traditionally you would want a paper like that yeah. to be as unbiased as possible. But then to say that they're not biased and then yeah. to have the biases, that's where the problem yeah. comes into play. Yeah. This is not a new problem. I just finished a book um, called uh, Unfreedom of the Press. And uh, it does document the fact that there was a lot of information withheld from Americans in World War II by organizations like the New York Times. So this is not a new problem. I just think it's ve- it's just it's very amplified today, and it's the way that s- so many of our uh, mainstream media sources are controlled by liberal um, by, by liberals, and so in some instances leftists. And it's really sad that the common everyday guy can't get honest news coverage of certain events anymore. Yeah, and if I think about myself as just a consumer of media and news, uh, you know, I don't have a problem with somebody having an organization that has bias. What I have a problem with is when you claim to you be unbiased. It news. You Well, it can yes. be biased news or what have you, but, you know, I understand when I read Fox News, there's different biases there than with MSNBC, yes. you know, when I watch those or what have you. But um, the problem is when you like the New York Times editor essentially claimed that you think that, you're not biased, that he really, there really aren't any meaningful biases there. Yeah. If you think that, and he really believes that yeah. that's a problem because there are, and they're yeah. to be seen. Oh yeah. So, uh, I think the, bi- the problem with biases are, are when they become something where if your biases exist and you maybe don't even recognize them, then that's, that's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. yeah. So that's just kind of a, a fun, funny, yeah. sad, you know, yeah. story. Um, and but, the reason, and the reason we do this update is to, uh, for those that don't go regularly, don't visit regularly our ArkansasBaptist.org website and see all the different news that we post there. You know, there's only so much information that we can put in our printed edition, yes, or in our digital edition. So ArkansasBaptist.org has a has just a plethora of news from all over the world. We post most of the Baptist Press stuff as well as uh, information stories from other sources as well. Yeah, the goal being to let you know what's going on in Arkansas Baptist life, Baptist life in general, and just evangelical news as yes. well uh, of interest. Um, but yes, there's there's much more on the website than you know we can fit in the paper. But uh, be sure to check that out at ArkansasBaptistNews.org. Um, but if you're uh, if you're there, uh, you know, just checking over the website, you can also subscribe to the print yes, edition absolutely. or the digital edition. Yeah. Um, support us that way, or you know, to get your news that way as well. Um, we'd encourage you to do and that. We do need your support. And we need your support. So uh, be sure to subscribe if you like uh, reading the paper or, uh, digitally or in print. Uh, or or even if you're somebody who mostly um, you know reads the news on the web on our website, uh, maybe subscribe to a digital version just to support us in that way. Um, also check us out on Facebook and, uh, and Twitter. Um, you can find uh, our pages on those, uh, on those social media at ArcBapt News. 
or Arkansas Baptist News if you search that. Uh, and if you want to listen to the Arkansas Baptist News podcast, which is the, our uh, traditional podcast we've done in recent years, uh, you can find that on iTunes. Um, it can be found on our website, iTunes, and uh, SoundCloud, I believe. So uh, check that out as well. And that's where you can find this podcast, the Arkansas Baptist News Update. Um, thanks for joining us today, and we will be back soon with another update. Uh, have a good afternoon. Bye.